being human is hard. Being in relationships with other humans is even harder. People are complex. We have differences. We argue. We just plain disagree, even with people we love. If you've ever felt the ache of relational tension, turn up the volume. Today's bonus episode is a special recording of a chapter from our newest book, Come Sit with Me, authored by 26 Encourage Writers. Come Sit with Me will help you grow closer to God and others directly through the circumstances you'd rather run from. Listen now as one of our writers shares her raw story of real hope. Chapter 9 When You Feel Alone in the Struggle, Kathy Lip. I've never thought of myself as an us versus them kind of girl. I'm the person who tried to never exclude people at the fourth grade lunch table because I just so badly wanted to be included. Making sure everyone belongs every time was a badge I wore as proudly as the one I stapled onto my Girl Scout sash in elementary school. I obviously never earned my sewing badge. One of the ways I was most proud of including people was in my stories that dealt with being overweight. If you love me, you might call me curvy or Rubenesque. But if you're on the internet, hidden by a computer screen, you might call me huge or gross. I've been called both by Christians. In God's love, of course, because as I've been reminded over and over again, gluttony is a sin. So I wrote an article for all my curvy friends who struggle with their weight. I wrote to say that while you may not always love your body size, God can use it. Because others who see your struggle can know that you are a safe person compared to those who appear perfect. And I heard from women, a lot of women. It felt great to give a voice to these women who so often felt like the world is not built for them. I heard from a lot of people who said, This is exactly my story, or I feel this so deeply. So many of us had had the same story. Because of our appearance, we felt judged before fully stepping into the room. We felt excluded when people critique our perceived weakness before we've even had a conversation with them. We felt like less than Christians because of our battle with our weight. But now we curvy girls had found each other and we could see each other in our shared imperfection. Our presumption was you are safe and you are loved exactly as you are. I was excited to know that women who often feel so other were finding a measure of hope and peace through my words. Talking about my weight is never easy, but I'm willing to do it so that someone else can feel more seen and less alone. Can I be honest with you? I even wanted to start a club for Christian women whose BMI was not socially acceptable. I wanted a permanent safe place where we could build a fort and not let any of those mean voices from our everyday lives, or even worse, the internet, have the password to get in. I had found my people and we shopped in the plus size section. So I was a little taken aback by the voice message I got from my newish friend, Becky Keefe, who started out by saying, I just need you to know what an impact your article has had on me. She went on to say that she had never before thought of her weakness as being a shortcut to connection, and she was grateful to have this new perspective, all because I'd been vulnerable with the article. Why did I find this odd? Because one look at Becky would confirm that she is not and probably never has been plus size. I had to take a beat. Why would she connect with my article about being fat? And to be perfectly honest, for just a moment I thought, but I didn't write this article for you. 
It never occurred to me that someone who didn't look like me could understand or connect with my experiences. I was so busy trying to connect with people who look like me that I became the one othering someone who felt the same pangs of struggle I did, just with a lower BMI. You see, what I didn't know about Becky is that she suffers from clinical anxiety. And my article talked about weakness being a shortcut to trust. My weakness, my weight. Becky's weakness, her anxiety. I thought someone like Becky couldn't understand what it felt like to be outside the scope of socially normal. But there she was, in a struggle different from, but in many ways, so much like my own. Come sit with me and learn together. It is small and short-sighted of me to assume that a person is not suffering on the inside just because they look like the world's version of perfect on the outside, or that they can't be used by God in the same way I can't because their challenges aren't as visible as mine. I know all of this on paper. I just get it mixed up in my head and my heart. I confessed it all to Becky. My assumptions about her seemingly perfect life without the struggle of weight, the idea that she couldn't relate to me because we hadn't worn the same size jeans. I'm so glad I was wrong. Becky may not be in my BMI club, but she showed me that the circle of vulnerability and struggle is much wider than I thought. Showing up with our stories and a healing dose of love and grace was the invitation we both needed to enter into each other's circles. Later, Becky texted me this one simple sentence. Assumptions are barriers to connection, but stories are bridges to understanding. Exactly. While each of us can feel isolated by our differences, the core feelings we experience in those differences are universal. When I am singled out for being overweight, I feel judged, abandoned, and unloved. And someone who has a different struggle from mine will experience those same feelings. When we're brave to share our stories, anyone can apply the lessons we've learned. God shows us his strength in our struggles. Our struggles can be a shortcut to connection. God uses broken people in powerful ways. While our struggles are different, our God loves to lift each of us up. I built barriers by making assumptions about others. Now I need to listen to the stories of those whose battles are different from mine and start building bridges of understanding. I've spent years trying to get rid of the prejudices in my own heart, but one thing I have learned is that I don't know what I don't know. If I've never been brave enough to ask God to search my heart and root out any falsehoods that have taken up residence, how will I know how much further I have to go? I've read Psalm 26 2 a thousand times, but recently I had to work up the courage to actually pray this prayer. Test me, Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind. It seems so simple, but it is a brave prayer and its impact could be life-changing. I don't know about you, but I feel like it's one of the scariest prayers a person can pray. Asking God to test me, asking God to try me, asking God to examine my heart, asking God to examine my mind. I continue to pray this prayer regularly, and it continues to change me. And that change is hard, because when you felt for years like the maligned person, it's hard to share space with someone who seemingly doesn't struggle in the same way. And can I tell you, that is a whole different kind of uncomfortable than not being invited to sit at the cool kids table. That, my friend, is heart and head uncomfortable. But comfort and change are not compatible. We have to be willing to sit in a space of discomfort in order to open up ourselves to the kind of heart change that can transform our relationships. 
with God and with others. And that kind of change is worth it. We hope today's story has encouraged your heart and made you feel less alone in the messy business of being human. Let's keep sitting and learning together. Our new book, Come Sit With Me, How to Delight in Differences, Love Through Disagreements, and Live with Discomfort is now available. Get your copy today at dayspring.com or wherever books are sold.